We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's October 21st, it's 2022. We have a 11 NBA game slate to talk about here today. Joining me today, TJ. TJ, first NBA podcast of the year for you. And uh, it's a doozy here with 11 games. What's happening, my friend? I'm ready for it. I had my first Grinders live NBA show with Dean just the other day we had a 12 game slate so 11 feels small that's nothing that's no big deal i'm ready to dive into it i'm not a huge fan of anything like over nine games um i i can't wait next week we get a more balanced schedule and this this whole like opening week really weird schedule stuff is finally over um so i'm excited for that but yeah i mean 11 games, a little bit of injury news. It'll turn into a lot of injury news because it's a Friday and it's 11 games. But excited to break this slate down. If you haven't already, check out our sponsor, Sleeper Fantasy. Unique fantasy prop-based site. Love what they're doing over there with fantasy props. Um, if you haven't checked them out, promo code GRINDERS for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks, And you instantly join the RG squad once you sign up using the promo code GRINDERS. So check them out. If you haven't already, join the squad. If you already have an account over there, you can go to the podcast description on Roto-Grinders and it will be over there. And you can just click the link to join the squad. So check it out. We go and we start here with New Orleans at Charlotte, 231.5 total here. New Orleans is a six-point favorite. Hayes is questionable. And then on the Charlotte side, Ball is out. Martin is doubtful. Uh, Let's start here with New Orleans. What are your thoughts on the Pelicans? I'm very interested in the Pelicans. I like both sides of these games. Zion kind of showed us in game one that even though they blew out – they blew out Brooklyn. He's ready. He's back. He's ready to kind of play in full force. So uh, I, I like this team on FanDuel more so than on DraftKings. They're priced a little bit lower. We got Zion at 8,800, Brandon Ingram 7,800, uh, CJ McCollum uh, 
is priced better on DraftKings than he is on FanDuel. JV, I'm probably more uh, interested in on DraftKings than I am on FanDuel. But uh, Zion and Brandon Ingram are the two uh, of interest uh, for me, in particular Zion Williamson. And then if we don't get value opening up, which I'm sure we will, Herbert Jones I think is somewhat interesting. Zion looked good the other night. Um, will it keep up is what, I mean, I think we're all going to kind of be asking here. Can he stay healthy? So played 30 minutes the other night, 22 shot attempts. Um, that's what we want to see. Like the usage was there. And I mean, coming off of a 33% usage game, I think you have to have interest in him in this matchup. So Charlotte is a terrible team against bigs. I could see Valanchunas potentially having a good game here, but I think my interest is going to be going to be Zion. I don't mind the Ingram call. I don't mind CJ McCollum. I think the problem we're going to run into with this team this year is just, it's really good. And if everyone's healthy, um, I mean, it's going to be tough to kind of figure out where where we're looking at because i mean cj mccollum had a, a really solid fantasy day he only had a 24 percent usage rate so good matchup against charlotte looking at the charlotte side of things here you know one of the chalkiest plays on the slate the other night was terry rogier he had a 31 percent usage rate in that game he's priced up a lot more today than he was um what are your thoughts here on charlotte yeah, I still think Rozier is one of the top options on the slate. He's only gone up a few hundred bucks on FanDuel, um, and I still liked him over there. As long as this one stays tight, which they should hopefully have a closer chance of uh, happening. They obviously were part of a blowout last game. And uh, New Orleans, if there is going to be a blowout, it'll likely be them blowing out Charlotte, which wouldn't be good for Rozier. But I do like Rozier quite a bit. And then um, on DraftKings, I think you can still take shots on Gordon Hayward. On FanDuel, I think he's fine, but I'd rather play him on DraftKings. And Ubre on both sides is still looking pretty darn good as well, especially FanDuel at 5,100. I mean, 5,600 on DraftKings, I think, is, is too cheap for Kelly Ubre as well. Um, a lot of the usage last year, when Ball was out, went to Rogier and Ubre, and I, I think that's going to continue here. Um I don't, and if we see Cody Martin out for game two, that'll open up a little bit more, probably a couple more minutes for Ubre as well. Yeah, I said that. Gosh, rookie. My um, bad. My bad. No, you're good. I'm just kidding. I, I kind of don't hate Gordon Hayward in this game. Um, he played 28 minutes the other night. He had a 26.5% usage rate. I mean, with Martin doubtful, um, I, have, I have slight interest. And Gordon Hayward. We'll see if he can stay healthy, but I mean, it's early in the season. These guys are healthy, so I don't mind taking some shots here on Hayward. Chicago at Washington, 223 total here. Washington, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Ball and Levine out for Chicago. Kerry Jr. questionable for Washington. Don't think that matters too much. Uh, talk to me here about the Chicago Bulls. I mean, I think we kind of got to like some of these guys. Uh Io's been priced up on uh, on FanDuel, but um, peeking over here on uh, DraftKings, yeah, he's been priced up there as well, but you still got Caruso pretty cheap, Kobe White pretty cheap, DeRozan absolutely went off in uh, that first game without Levine, and I think he's still obviously in a good spot today against Washington, so 
These Chicago guys I like quite a bit. I'm probably more interested in the guards than I am uh, the front court guys like Vooch. I do like Vooch on DraftKings where he's 7,500 on FanDuel where I can only play one center and he's up, up above 8K. I don't have a lot of interest on DraftKings. Uh, I'm in for that one, but uh, mostly Vooch and the guards, but somebody I think uh, I want to mention to keep an eye on for the future is Andre Drummond. It's a smaller slate thing, not on an 11 game slate, but I think he's going to be an interesting play on uh, small slates in the future. Yeah, I mean, I don't like you said. I don't know on an eleven game slate. I agree with you. I don't think I'm I'm looking at him. Um, DeRozan, he was someone that I wasn't really high on the podcast the other night, and then like Levine got rolled out, and I was like, oh man, we're playing Demar Derozan, and um, I definitely like him in this spot against Washington. I don't mind Vooch, like you said, Dusamo. I think at fifty five hundred, he has a little bit of upside. The minutes were there. Uh, with no Levine the other night, I don't really see that changing too much in this game. You know, Kobe White played a little bit off the bench, but I think it's AO um, for sure. Going over to the Washington side, it, we were all kind of interested to see like what we were looking at with Porzingis in this role. Um, he looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Um Bradley Beal still got his shot attempts up, but the usage was kind of spread out between Porzingis and um, and Beal and Kyle Kuzma actually had the highest usage the other night. Yeah, I was I faded Kyle Kuzma the other night, and I was wrong for it. I, he's in a good spot again today on both sides. I'm quite interested in Kuz. I like Beal. I like Porzingis. I like Porzingis more on FanDuel than I do on DraftKings, where he has shooting or sorry power forward eligibility. And Beal, where he's a little bit cheaper on FanDuel, but obviously without that uh, um, eligibility at, uh, or sorry, without that three-point bonus. So my my priority here is probably going to be Kuz, but I do like Beal and uh, Porzingis as well, as well. We are live on YouTube. If you haven't checked that out yet, make sure you head on over to YouTube and check out the Rotogrinders Morning Grind YouTube page. We have chat during the show, so if you want to come hang out with us, uh, Playmaker23 says Ubre season, and I couldn't agree more with that. So moving on, we got San Antonio at Indiana taking on the Pacers. Two thirty and a half total here. Pacers are a three-point favorite. No injury news on San Antonio. Young team, no issues yet. Um, on the Pacers side, Neesmith and Smith are both questionable. Jalen Smith being questionable is something to definitely pay attention to. Tice and Turner already ruled out. We'll start with San Antonio. Um, I was so interested to see what this team kind of looked like, and they just didn't even keep the game close. Like, Keldon Johnson, I think he's the guy you really want to be taking shots on, looking through the usage and stuff from game one. But Vassal had plenty of usage. He just didn't have a good game. Like he shot, what was it, three for 15 or something like that? So I think those two guys, I think Podal still gives you double double upside. Um, what are your thoughts here on San Antonio? Purdle for me is going to be all oh, the dogs love San Antonio. Purdle for me is going to be ownership dependent. Anytime he's chalky, I don't really like getting to him because he is pretty foul prone. Um, and then there's obviously the uh, the tanking stuff on top of it. But Vassal and Keldon, I like quite a bit. 
Um, but most of my interest is going to be on the Indiana side, especially if we end up getting uh, Smith and or Neesmith, though. Because Neesmith was uh, getting a lot of, I think Duarte might have fouled out or something like that. And then Neesmith uh, ended up getting a lot of minutes at the end. So if he's out, that could increase the likelihood of somebody like Terry Taylor picking up more minutes. Yeah, I I mean, I think this is a very stackable game just in general with San Antonio having so much young talent and just being a team that they're still kind of priced or priced down like across the industry where their upside is still there. There's going to be no defense in this game just in general. So I think this is going to be a really good game to target. And then like on the Pacers side of things, like, I was very high on Duarte the other night, and who oh, was I wrong? Um, that did not work out. I mean, I want to see what happens here because we could be playing a lot of Taylor, Terry Taylor today um, in this game, which is which is kind of interesting. Um, if Jalen Smith plays, he's someone that I definitely don't mind, you know, getting some exposure to. I think we're going to see a lot of ownership potentially on Isaiah Jackson if Jalen Smith is out. What are your thoughts here on the Pacers? So if Jalen Smith is out, I like him. If Jalen Smith is in, I like him. If Jalen Smith is out, I would make a rule that I would have one to two of, in lineup HQ, even if I was running 150, I'd make a rule that I would want one to two of Terry Taylor and Isaiah Jackson in every lineup. Um they're both power forward and center eligible on FanDuel or sorry on DraftKings on FanDuel. Terry Taylor is a shooting guard um, for some odd reason, just like he was last year. And Isaiah Jackson is a power forward. It's one to two of them for me in every single lineup because of the potential for foul trouble and stuff like that. I wouldn't lock in both, um, but be, because they are so cheap, I would be fine with both. And I'd want at least one of them in every lineup. All right, Detroit oh, and Halliburton is yeah, I mean one of my favorite spend ups mid range options on the slate. Um, he's below eight k on both sides. He shouldn't be. This is going to be a guy who's going to be nine five in a couple weeks. He had a pretty good game last week and it, last game, and it was without picking up any defensive stats. He didn't shoot all that well. Halliburton's going to be priced up a lot more than that as the year goes on. He's one of my favorite plays on the slates and buddy healed on FanDuel is, uh, is going to be interesting for me as well, where he uh, he's mid five K and where's this other, what's this Mathurin is $4,300 on FanDuel. And so I think you can take some shots on Mathurin there as well, who played 27 minutes, especially if we get some knee Smith and, and Jalen Smith out. Spoiler alert, but we're definitely going to talk Halliburton in the morning grind game. Um, so no question about that. There's something that I really like with when it comes to Halliburton. I like him a lot in this spot in general. Um, again, I love this game. So, All right. We got Boston at Miami. 218.5 total here. Boston is a 2.5 point favorite. Gallinari and Williams out for Boston. Oladipo and Yurt 7 out for Miami. I mean, Jalen Brown chucked, you know, we, we talked about it on the morning grind the other day, Will and I, and we, we thought that Jalen Brown was going to come out chucking. He came out chucking. Um, Jay, Jason Tatum filled the stat sheet, had a freaking awesome game. What are your thoughts here when it comes to Boston? On DraftKings, I like Jalen Brown 
but I would rather just pay up a little bit more for Jason Tatum, who I so love at 8,800. He yeah. should not be that cheap. On FanDuel, I absolutely love Jalen Brown, 8,100. I don't really want to play anyone else in this game because they're two really good defensives. I don't think it's going to be all that high scoring. I do think it'll be tight, but I don't think it'll be all high, that high scoring. I'm kind of out everywhere other than that. I like Tatum. I like Tatum. I think that Horford's in a really tough spot. I know he had a terrible game the other night, and like I would love to jump on this spot for recency biases purposes, but it's really hard to do that um, against Bam and Miami. This game's going to be kind of slow-paced as well. And I mean, Malcolm Brogdon had a big game and went down eight hundred dollars on Fanduel. So I do think you can like you can mix in some Brogdon and uh, Al Horford as 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 well. Um, Horford maybe only on DraftKings, Brogdon on both sites. But it's just these are two really good defensive teams, and they're like the some of the games we've already talked about have none. There's some good games later on here as well. So I kind of just want to mostly fade this game other than Jason Tatum on DK and Jalen Brown on FanDuel. All right. Um, yeah. Miami side of this game, I mean, with everyone kind of healthy here for Miami outside of Oladipo, which I don't know if that necessarily matters anyway. I don't see a ton of value going up against Miami or against Boston. Um, Bam on DK at 7,100 is still a good play. Yeah, I think Bam, yeah. But, like, that's it. Yeah, I mean, Hero is going to have games where he just – he shoots lights out and, and, like, has really good fantasy days. I don't think this is the game I really want to test that. I think it's Bam and Tatum, and that's it. Yep, 11 games slate. I think we take it to the next one. Detroit at New York, taking on the Knicks, 218 total here. Knicks, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Bagley, Burks, and Livers out for Detroit. Grimes out for New York. Let's start here with the Pistons. Anything standing out to you here for Detroit? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So as a whole, this game doesn't interest me all that much. And like, nah, these guys have been priced up a little bit. Like Sadiq Bay would really be the only Detroit player. Um, I think I'd want to get to Cade Cunningham is fine, but this is another game environment that I just don't love. And so I think I'd rather just target other people. Like I'm not, I, I wouldn't X out Cade Cunningham if I was playing a ton of lineups, 
but I don't think there's going to be anybody in this game that I'm going out of my way to target. Jaden Ivey on FanDuel at 5,300, I think is fine. Isaiah Stewart, I think is fine, but no, no high end targets for me. Um, Bogdanovich is 4,900 on FanDuel. I really like that price tag over there for him. He's 5,600 on DraftKings. I think that's a fair price tag. Um, looked really good in, in this new role. Um, got a lot of, Got a lot of open looks, shot 50% from the field, put up 10 three-pointers, three um, made six of them. So I think Bogdanovich is is definitely playable um, in tournaments. And, I mean, you could take shots on Ivy on FanDuel at his price. On DraftKings, I think too much of a reaction at 6,100. So I don't think I want to play him over there. Um, Isaiah Stewart is okay. But I, I think my main target from Detroit is going to be Bogdanovich. Um, and then on the Knicks – Nick side, we were we were super interested to see what Jalen Brunson's you know usage rate twenty point five in that first game. It's so hard to just say oh one game sample size, but we saw R.J. Barrett have the ball in his hands a lot in that game. He had a a big usage rate. Julius Randle's going to have his like twenty five percent usage rate. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Knicks? R.J. Barrett, I think, is somewhat interesting on FanDuel. But I don't really want to play a single Nick today. I think it's too much spread out ownership for the prices. I, I mean, if I was going to play anybody, it would probably be Randall. I just don't know if I get to him today. Um, there's so many good plays on the slate. I just don't know if he makes the cut, really. Yeah, I'm with you. Orlando at Atlanta, 223 total. Atlanta is an eight and a half point favorites on the Magic side. Anthony questionable. Fultz out, Harris out, Isaac out, Moritz Wagner out, um, Bogdanovich out for Atlanta. Uh, we'll start here with the Orlando Magic. I'm a Magic fan. I've been a Magic fan for a long time. I am very, very excited for Paulo. Um, Banchero looked fantastic opening night. Gets a matchup here with John Collins and Clint Capella. I mean, I want I want exposure to Apollo and I want exposure to Wendell Carter Jr. on the Magic tonight. Yeah, honestly, I was just gonna say if you want to fully talk your Magic before, I'll just I'll just yield to you because I know this is your squad and I want to give you the chance to talk about Paolo. I think we gotta like him again tonight facing Atlanta, um, especially on FanDuel where he's still below seven K. Um, Franz is fine. I think Suggs on FanDuel at 5K is fine if Cole Anthony is out again. But uh, I think Paolo is definitely going to be my main target. And I am all good playing Wendell Carter Jr. as well. FanDuel is a little more pricey, but he has that power forward eligibility. I like him on both sides. Yeah, Franz Wagner um, the other night looked great, had a, a nice usage rate. I think he's super playable. The Magic are interesting. They're young. They're going to play the guys the minutes, which you know we love to see on the DFS side of things. Um, I mean, thirty-five minutes for Paulo in his in his debut uh, looked fantastic. Really, really like him in this spot. The Atlanta Hawks. Um, I mean, I was definitely waiting to see what we were looking at for Trey Young and Dejounte Murray, and we saw Dejounte Murray have a 24% usage rate with Trey Young at a 33% usage rate. DeJounte Murray learned really fast that Trey Young's still the man in Atlanta, but 
it's it's such an interesting spot in general. What are your thoughts here on the Hawks? This team is so perfectly suited for DeJounte Murray. Like there couldn't be a better point guard to run in a two point guard set with DeJounte Murray than Trey Young, a guy who just moves around and shoots. Both of them can have the ball. Both of them can run without the ball. Murray slashes, Young shoots. Both of them are phenomenal passers. And Murray's an amazing defender. And he's an amazing defender that thrives in chaos. Atlanta plays fast. And Trey Young is a terrible defender. So it allows Murray uh, to uh, step in for a lot of help side and get a lot of steals, which we saw last game where he had a block and five steals. So I think Murray and Young are both great plays. I think you can play them together. Um, Young's price tag on FanDuel at 8,700 is just stupid. Um, Like, I think he's one of your first plays in cash games, one of the best plays uh, of the slates over there. I love both of these guys. I have interest in John Collins as well, but other than that, oh, and, and DeAndre Hunter, I, uh, I, I'm i interested in on FanDuel. Um, but uh, other than that, it's just the Young and Murray show for me. All right. Toronto at Brooklyn, two, 25 and a half total here. Brooklyn is a two and a half point favorite on the Toronto side. Birch and Boucher are questionable. Otto Porter Jr. is out. Uh, on the Brooklyn side, Curry and Warren are out. Um, talk to me here about Toronto. I think we got to like these guys today. I mean, Brooklyn's defense looked pretty damn bad against the Pelicans. <laughs> are you <Seattle>. shocked? <laughs> <laughs> no, not shocking whatsoever, but it's just it, it confirmed what we knew. Siakam is a great play. Simmons is a great play. Barnes is a great play. I think OG and and Trent can be played in tournaments, but it's really the big three for Toronto for me. It's Siakam, it's Scotty Barnes, and it's uh, and it's Fred VanVleet, and I think they're all phenomenal plays. Yeah, I, I really like the the price on Scotty Barnes on DK, especially because he didn't have like a like a stellar game the other night. And I mean, he had a good game. It wasn't bad. I just, Royce O'Neal is not going to be able to defend Scotty Barnes. Um, so I really like that. I mean, yeah, Van Vliet's in a good spot. I mean, another potential like stackable game, stackable game, uh, because there's so many options on the Toronto side. And then it's just running back Brooklyn with, who you think is going to get there. Um, I think if I, if I uh, end up running 150 tomorrow, which I like doing when I'm doing a lot of content, when that lines up, that's when I kind of like running a lot of lineups. Um, that's going to be exactly what I'm doing with this game. And most of the slate, I'm going to be the games that we brush by quick, the Detroit's, the New York's, the Miami's, the Boston's, I'm going to be setting maximum one player rules uh, from those teams in uh, lineup HQ. And I'm just going to be trying to get lots of different variations of game stacks of these top, top games. Maybe not full stacks, but like three ones, two ones. Two twos work certain games. Um, You know, we were talking about that, like San Antonio Pacers game and a two, two works in that game for sure. Uh, So it's definitely it's definitely an interesting you know slate 
And just on the Brooklyn side, like Durant would probably be my favorite if I had to choose a favorite. But I feel like if you're playing Brooklyn, you're just kind of spreading out the ownership on the studs and hoping that you get it right. Yeah, I would play more Durant on DraftKings, more uh, Kyrie on FanDuel where he's really cheap. And I mean, I'd play Durant on FanDuel too. It's just I'd more so be willing to take Kyrie on FanDuel than DraftKings. Um, but it's mainly those two. We are not touching Ben Simmons right now. And <laughs> I think I think Nick Claxton uh, can be played as well. Claxton is someone I think throughout the season is just going to be the forgotten piece. And he shouldn't be. Um, he has really solid upside in this offense. And someone's got a rebound. Someone's got to yeah. play some defense. So, yeah. And I think Sharp, not on this slate where it's 11 games. Maybe if you're running 150, you could sprinkle him in like one or two. But uh, Sharp is some another player like uh, Andre Jumman, who we previously talked about, that on a smaller slate, I want to keep my eye on. And I just want to kind of star that one, make sure it's talked about, make sure it's put in people's brains for uh, some smaller slates. Utah Jazz, Minnesota Timberwolves, 228.5 total here. Minnesota is a 8.5 point favorite. Um, talk to me here about this Utah Jazz team. So I was pretty high on them the other night, and I am somewhat again today. Not, not as much because they got a, they're got they facing a really stellar defense uh, in uh, this new-look Minnesota team. But Lori Markkinen in particular is a player that is just going to get as many looks, as much usage as he wants for this Utah team. So I think he is interesting. Um, I kind of miss the piece of the, the trend of news that uh, Sexton was going to be off the bench and Clarkson was going to be a starter. That felt weird. That felt weird to me. And so if what, if we eventually get Clarkson in the start, sorry, Sexton in the starting lineup for him to play more minutes, he's somebody I'm going to like, but until he becomes a starter, um, or it's a smaller slate. He's not somebody I, I think I'm going to want to get to a bunch, but he is just so cheap and talented. I feel like those minutes are going to start coming more. Um, Kelly Olenek is the last player I'd want to touch on. Um, I like he's got the power forward and center eligibility. He's nice and cheap. He shoots threes. I, I uh, like Olenek as a value play, and I like Vanderbilt as a value play as well on DraftKings. Be interesting to see if they if like Minnesota tries to pair Carlton Towns with Olinick instead of Gobert, um, because if, if it's Gobert guarding Olinick, I think Olinick could extend Gobert out to the three point line and have a really interesting game. I mean, it all would. Yeah. It'll definitely be Gobert on Vanderbilt and Towns yeah. on Olinick. So, I mean, my favorite play from the jazz is Colin Sexton, 35% usage rate off the bench the other night. The fact that he's coming off the bench on an 11 game slate is going to mean low ownership. And I think he's a fantastic tournament option here. Uh, I mean, Malik Beasley came off the bench the other night with him and it was, it was the Colin Sexton show. And if it's going to be that way, you know, at, at the end of the day, if he can get those 26 to 28 minutes, I, I think that's, gosh he would he would just absolutely smash yeah that's the thing though right is like so i on the last slate on grinders live i was touting him as one of my favorite 
like super low owned tournament plays to get very sneaky in a large field. And I really, really liked them. I ended up getting about 15% of them, 20% of them, but 20 minutes. That was the thing is the, the 20 minutes was like, well, damn, if I'm not going to get more Colin Sexton, uh, then I don't think I can play him. The usage is just so good. Um, I think I'm willing to take a shot on it. Um, I mean, it could easily not work, but for me, I think, yeah, sorry. You finish your thought. No, I was just going to say half the plays on the slate might not work. It's the, it's the first week of the season. We have no idea what rotations are going to look like yet. Yeah, that's very true for me. I just think he's somebody that I'm going to like throughout the year. I'll be willing to take that off the bench shot on a smaller slate. Um, but on a larger slate, I think I'd just rather wait and see if they're going to start giving him more minutes first. Yeah, I mean, easily could be just a minutes thing for him. Uh, talk to me here about this Minnesota team. I think they're all interesting, but I don't think I'd want to play more than one of them in a lineup. Like, unless I was trying to do a full stack with a bunch of these Utah guys, but I'd rather run it, play a few Utah guys and run it back with one Minnesota one because the Utah guys are a lot cheaper. So Rudy Gobert, I think in in his revenge spot, I think like we can we can be looking at uh, at Rudy here, uh, maybe more so on FanDuel where he's a little cheaper and you get uh, rewarded more for those blocks. But Towns had lots of like Towns was uh, it's he's showing he's a tip, total totally different player in this offense now. He's getting a lot of uh, assists. He didn't shoot a ton, but that also could have been. Um, because of uh, he wasn't shooting very well for me. I think I'd rather play him on a smaller slate. Edwards, I could take a shot on. Russell, I could take a shot on. And Gobert, I could take a shot on. But it's the other side of this game that interests me a little bit more. On FanDuel, Jaden uh, McDaniels, I uh, would much rather play him there than DraftKings just due to the uh, stock bonuses over there. But I think you could play him on DraftKings as well. He actually might be my favorite from uh, that team because he's probably the likely be the one to get the most minutes, even if this starts turning into a blowout. So um, I started the, con- the, the my thought kind of cool on Minnesota, but I think Jaden McDaniels is a guy that I'm going to like quite a bit. It's going to get easy steals all season, it feels like, in this defense. Um, mm-hmm. My only concern in this game in general is can this game stay close? Um and I'm not in the business of trying to project a blowout. I'm just saying that's my biggest concern. But McDaniels is my favorite play for Minnesota. Um, I mean, that was it against Denver, too. And that didn't uh, go so well. Uh, they ended up beating Denver. Yep. Uh, Memphis at Houston. 230 total in this one. We finished with, like, three really solid games. Minnesota – or Memphis, uh, five-point favorite. Brooks is doubtful. Green, Triple J, and Williams are out. On the Houston side, Tate and Washington Jr. are out. Knicks is questionable. Start here with Memphis. Um, gosh, this is a good spot. This is a good game. This is a really good game for Memphis. This is a good game to run it back on the Houston side. I am a huge fan of this game. What are your thoughts here on Memphis? The sites goofed pretty bad with pricing on First week. Got to give them a little break. That's true. But Santi Aldama 
on DraftKings five one, that's way too cheap. But on FanDuel forty three hundred dollars, forty three. Yep, that's just crazy. Like so, that's a lot of these guys that we talked about earlier in the show, like a Bam Adebayo and uh, Rudy Gobert, even somebody like Claxton. I like him, yeah, but like, if I can get Isaiah Jackson. Terry and Aldama for less than a for a total of twelve hundred bucks combined or whatever it is, and I get thirty plus from each of them. Like that just seems like a pretty great way to start your lineups. Um, John Conchar is still forty one hundred dollars on Fanduel. That's still a phenomenal value play, and so my favorite spots are going to be the value Conchar and uh, Aldama. But I definitely think John Morant and Desmond Bain are going to be interesting for tournaments as well. Yeah, um, I have a ton of interest in this Memphis team in general. Uh, Bain, he chucked the other night, man. He shot like 22 times. He just had a really terrible shooting night. So I think this is a great spot to go back to the well on Desmond Bain. I think John Morant is just going to be the guy on this team that has the the massive ceiling 37 percent usage rate the other night he kind of gets lost in the shuffle as far as like superstars on every slate so on a big slate like this i definitely don't mind looking at ja uh sante and john concher both of these guys are just insane values on this slate yeah absolutely and i think this team especially on fan duel like every single one of these memphis guys morant bain aldama um and conchar they're all about six to six to eight hundred dollars cheaper on Fanduel than they are in DraftKings. so this is definitely a team i'm going to be wanting to target over there houston rockets said it the other night i am i'm a houston rocket fan this year uh, i just i'm going to be playing porter jr and jalen green jabari smith bruno um i'm going to be playing all these guys you know whether whether or not like Sengun gets released into the wild or not. Um, I mean, if they're going to play Fernando and Smith, I'll play those guys. Houston is a team that I'm going to target a lot all year, and it's definitely not going to change in this matchup. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to be playing a lot of these guys. Fernando, I think I'm going to shy off of. I think that was probably a bit of a fluke. Um, and there's just other guys that I'd want to take shots on more. If I was running 150, I would still include him in the pool a little bit, but he's not going to be somebody that I'm going out of my way to target. But Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green sure are going to be. Uh, Shangun on FanDuel, where you can play him at power forward, he dropped from 6,900 to 5K. And so I'm now will- more willing to play him over there. Um, I think like he got 22 minutes, but I think, and what did uh, Fernando end up getting? I think like 25, 26. I think we could see that swapped if Fernando isn't the one having quite as strong of a game as Shangun. Um, with a guy like Steven Adams uh, in there today, they're going to be willing to play some tall, uh, some tall lineups. So I would be willing to take a shot on Shangun if I'm running a lot of lineups, but my main priorities are going to be Jalen Smith and Kevin Porter and Kevin Porter. And that's one of the reasons that I'm like not cutting so much slack with these sites for pricing is because it's not even that they just didn't price up guys who played well. That's first week. That's understandable to me. 
But like Kevin Porter Jr. in game one on FanDuel was $7,400. He put up 42 FanDuel points and now he's 68. He went down $600 after smashing. Um, And so I think he's just in a phenomenal spot today. This Grizzlies team isn't the Grizzlies team we remember with Tony Allen and Zach Randolph and they're playing hard, aggressive defense, slow-paced basketball. They play quicker. John Morant doesn't play any defense. I I like Houston quite a bit. All right. We got... Denver at Golden State, 229 total here. The Warriors, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, Murray is questionable for Denver. That, I mean, is obviously something we're, we're going to be kind of paying attention to. Jokic says questionable on DK, but the injury report has him as probable, so not concerned there. Baldwin and Iggy out again for Golden State. Uh, let's start here with Denver. Hey, good game. I mean, this should be a game that has a lot of fireworks. I think the the guy you're looking at is is our boy Nikola Jokic. It's one Nikola Jokic and it's two Michael Porter Jr. He's playing the minutes and I think the explosions are coming and this is going to be a 7K player, not a mid 5K player uh, in a couple weeks. And so this is a guy that in all matchups, I'm going to be trying to take advantage of. He had four turnovers, only one stock last game. He didn't shoot great. He only had one assist. Especially if we get Jamal Murray out, I'm going to be all over uh, Michael Porter Jr. And I do very much like uh, Nikola Jokic as well. He's a priority spend. We are going to have all the salary we want on this slate to do whatever the heck we want to do with it. And so uh, Nikola Jokic is going to be a priority. I don't expect Aaron Gordon to have like a 25% usage rate again. So I, I like the Michael Porter Jr. call a lot. Um, if Jamal Murray sits, Bones Highland is 4K on DK. Um, yeah, he becomes on FanDuel. Yeah, he becomes one of the best value plays on the slate. Um, like, no, like you don't overthink that. You just you plug and play. So like Bones Highland, if that happens. Um, I mean, Golden State... Steve Kerr, he he said that he said he was going to kind of ease his starters into big minutes. What would have happened if that game was close? I think is you know something that we can kind of question. But talked about on the podcast that day and said Clay would be the first guy out. He played 19 minutes the other night. Curry played 32. We had 29 from Wiggins. Draymond I think ended at like 25. Um, I'm worried about minutes overall um i'm worried about like how deep this bench is overall like what are your thoughts here on the warriors steph curry on this slate is what he always is and that is when he's not going to be very high owned which he won't be a phenomenal tournament play he will not project as well because of the volatility of the style of his game he won't project as well as the other people in his range Kevin Durant uh, and the likes of other and Nikola Jokic, the likes of those players, he won't project near as well. So he won't be owned near to the same amount, but we saw last game what Steph Curry is capable of. He has as high of a ceiling as anyone, even though his floor is quite a bit lower than the other stars. So that makes him a great tournament play. If I'm playing, I would only run Steph in a lineup that I was playing Jokic and Porter or just Jokic. Um, but it would be a Jokic and Curry 
mini stack no matter what for me. And then I would just be using the value uh, throughout the slate. And I feel like that would be a pretty nice way of getting different for tournaments. But other than that, Steph Curry in tournaments, maybe if you're running 150, including a little uh, Jordan Poole or Andrew Wiggins, but it's really just Curry or nothing for me. Yeah, in large field tournaments, I don't hate Poole. I think Curry's the play, though. Um, I think eventually we're going to see Wiseman take over for Looney, but we got to continue to like pay attention to it. Um, I don't think it happens in this game, but it's just something to continuously watch. Um, I, it's going to happen. Jermichael Green got solid minutes the end of the night, even before it kind of got ugly, so... I just don't think this is the right slate for him. Finish it out with Phoenix at Portland. 224 and a half total here. Phoenix, four-point favorites. Uh, Crowder and Shamit out for Phoenix. Peyton, Sir, and Wetford out for Portland. Uh, let's start here with Phoenix Suns. I struggle with the Suns on every slate because... They're all kind of priced where they should be outside of maybe Cam Johnson. Um, if he's going to, if Cam Johnson's going to get 30, 35 minutes in this role with this team, he's he's got some upside. But let's talk Bridges. 40 minutes the other night. Um, that was huge minutes wise. So what are we, what are we doing here with Phoenix? Cam Johnson on FanDuel, where he's 43, I think is a very good value play. Um, Bridges, a ton of minutes. I think he's fine. You're kind of hoping for either him getting hot from three or picking up a ton of steals uh, for him to put up a massive game. But at five, uh, mid 5Ks in 40 minutes, that's doable. Like, that's not crazy for the type of player that he is. Aiton, I think, is a little bit underpriced. And so uh, he's somebody I like. And Booker and Paul. They're both strong tournament plays, like Booker more so than Paul for me, especially on FanDuel where he's cheaper. Um, Paul, maybe I'd want to take a few more shots on on uh, DraftKings, but still, I'm not super keen on him. Um, they have ceilings because it's Portland, and if Portland keeps the game close, they don't play very uh, strong defense, and so they could put up really big ceilings. But like the big thing for me is I'm not going to play Chris Paul and Devin Booker together. Like I'm not, this is another team that I'll probably do a, a max two on not a max one, but I will do specific rules in lineup HQ. I will only play one of Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I will only play one of Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. I will actually, no, probably not that one, but I would play max. Uh, I, that would be part of my max two. If I'm playing Bridges and Cam, I'd probably want it without Booker or Paul too. Um, and so that's kind of how I'd want to run things with this team. Let's go over to the Portland side of this game. Um, I mean, I, I was very interested to see what Grant was going to look like with this with this roster. Um, I mean, I'm kind of excited to have like Jeremiah Grant where we can like play him. Um, he was kind of stuck in Detroit. It felt like. Um, 6K, I think, is kind of where he should be, but I think he has some upside as well. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Portland? Jeremy Grant's a great play. Anthony Simons is a great play. I think 
Yusuf Nurkic is a very interesting tournament play. Um, like I, he didn't play all that many minutes last game, but with a, with a big center like eight and they're going to need his, uh, big body. And so, uh, Nurkic is somebody that I'm interested in getting to in tournaments, but on DraftKings, I have no interest in playing Damian Lillard. It's really just, uh, Nurkic, Grant, Simons, Hart. That's it. On FanDuel, it's a little bit different because you got the 8K Damian Lillard over there. I still love Simons. I still love Hart. Um, I still like Jeremy Grant. He's priced up a little bit more over there, but I think he's still very playable. And then I even think on FanDuel, we probably have the value on the slate that you don't need to. But keep an eye on Justice Winslow as well because his price is probably going to be going up if he's getting mid-20s to upper 20s minutes, and he's $3,900 on FanDuel right now. All right, fair enough. Um, let's get into uh, the morning grind game. Is that, is One that more wonderful point I want to hammer home yeah. quick because I actually do think he's a really interesting tournament play if you play no other Portland players. Like you kind of figure that Phoenix blows them out this game, and then maybe that 25 minutes turns to 31 minutes. And then all of a sudden he could be putting up a 30 plus point game at that under 4k price tag. All right. Morning grind game. We do use DraftKings pricing. We'll have our sleeper fantasy to play, um, to play power pick for three X at the end of the show as well. Let's uh, let's get into it. TJ, favorite play under 5,000 on DraftKings to go 7x? Because there's a few of these guys we're still waiting for injury news on. I'm just realizing the guy I'm gonna was going to pick is not uh, under 5K on DraftKings since we always do DK scoring since you hate me. We are going to go with uh, Kelly Olenek. Kelly O, and no, I don't hate you. Um, I'm gonna go Concher as my cheap value play today against Houston. Really like that spot. Over eight thousand to go under five X. Who's your bust today? Over eight thousand under five X. My bust today is going to be Carl Anthony Towns. Yep, I like that. That would have been my first pick as well. I. I just see this game being super slow and I could see him shooting lights out again, but give me, give me Jalen Brown um, to go under five X today. Like, like we talked about, I'd much rather pay up and get Jason Tatum mm-hmm. favorite, uh, favorite six X play today. Any price range, anybody you want, uh, give me someone you, you like to go six X today. Tyrese Halliburton. I like that one a lot. Um, I'm going to go Paulo. Maybe I'm just a homer. Yes, that's who I knew thought you were going to yeah, take on maybe, this one. I love it. Maybe I'm just a homer, but God, I was so impressed. I was hesitant going into the season, like, if he was really going to be the guy. But, man, I, I was impressed. I don't watch a lot of college basketball, but I was impressed. I was really impressed. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. 
who do you got that you think is going to be under 10% that can make a huge difference in tournaments today? I'm going to go with Michael Porter Jr. I hope he's low owned. Um, I, like I said, I really, I really hope he's low owned. I'm going to go Gordon Hayward. I really think Gordon Hayward's going to be overlooked today. It's a good matchup against New Orleans. Good games, just good game pace. Um, so I'm going to go Gordon Hayward. Is there any over-unders against the spread, money line, any bets that are standing out to you here night before? Not Nothing. Whoa, Christian McCaffrey just got traded to the 49ers. Oh, nice. So uh, I have a lot of uh, Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard in my uh, in my best balls this year. So that's fantastic. No, sorry. There's no bets that stand out for me because I have ADHD. And now all I can think about is Christian McCaffrey being traded to the 49ers. <laughs> all good. Um, I, I like the over in the San Antonio game. It's currently at 2.30. I think it's going to go over 2.30. So, like the over in that game. Uh, do you have do you have Sleeper up in uh, Canada? Sleeper Fantasy? So, I know it's used for season long, but I'm not sure if uh, I have access to the betting stuff there because sports betting isn't legal here, so I don't think so. If it's categorized as DFS, potentially. If it's categorized as sports betting, I won't be able to. All good. I have a... I, I, t- I did two just in case you didn't weren't doing it. I know you, you're high on Halliburton as well. We're gonna go over Halliburton 17 and a half points. Um that's way too low. Um way too low for Halliburton. And we're gonna go Desmond Bain over 20 and a half points. Shot the ball a ton the other night. That is going to be our morning grind two for two pick um for three X, and hopefully we can make it three and oh. Uh, we've had a good start to the season, so yeah. Just got Hubbard in my expensive season-long league. Oh, nice, nice. So, TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I know you're excited about this trade. So yeah, one actually big thought in particular that I wanted to talk about before the end of the show, and that's an error I've re- made in my dfs the past few days that i wanted to kind of alert the people of in case anybody's kind of going through something similar and that's to start nba this year we've had a not great first two days i've been right about a few things wrong about a few things but i kind of realized i forgot what my nba process was like i've been doing mlb for so long i've been doing nfl uh so thought filled uh, now for the last bit not much of my time has been spent thinking about nba and i've just been looking at things and plugging in lineups but i kind of forgot that no you have a everyday process for this sport just like you do the other sports and you can't do it the same way you you check your injury reports in the morning you read means core play article next you go to lineup hq after that and make your entire player pool it's not as simple as showing up 30 minutes before lock watching a video and then making a team. There's so much more that goes into NBA DFS with late swaps and lineup and people, uh, late scratches, various things like that. And so get your process locked in and stick to it. If it's working, if it's not working, identify what aspects of that process aren't working and make your changes. 
Um, but it's very important to kind of have a process to stick to. And it's not always going to be the same from sport to sport. It's likely going to be very different uh, from each sport. Love it. Love it. Love it. That is going to wrap it up here for Friday. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. If you didn't already, make sure you head on over and check out the NFL podcast from yesterday. Uh, We broke down every single game. Um, Obviously, the Carolina game changes a lot now uh, with McCaffrey out. Um, PJ Walker might not throw for 80 yards now. So there you go. We'll be, we'll be back on Monday talking NBA. Have a great weekend. We'll see you then.